0: Everybody, what is going on? Welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number 2, episode number 62. I am your host Jeff Spencer. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it, whether you have for an entire season or you are today for the first time. Thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, take a look back at our library of 61 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you subscribe to the show. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, we took a trip out of Connecticut and ventured over to the Hudson Valley of neighboring New York to speak with my guest on the podcast today, my dear friend, Mr. Scott Rosenberg. Scott Rosenberg is a seasoned restaurateur and chef, as well as a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America. Previously, Scott co-owned the infamous Il Bariloto on Main Street in Fishkill, New York, for 19 years, and is now the new owner of a brand new restaurant located in Fishkill's Main Street Plaza, Il Figlio, Enoteca. It was so nice to catch up with Scott and learn about his passions for the industry, his new restaurant, Il Figlio, and its wonderful accents and architecture, his time at the Culinary Institute, the menu at Il Figlio, managing the COVID pandemic, and so much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my pal, and a phenomenal chef and restaurateur, the great and powerful Scott Rosenberg. Today on the podcast, I am so fortunate and grateful to be sitting across from a wonderful human being here in Fishkill, New York, in the wonderful Hudson Valley, and sitting right across from me, like I was saying, is my good friend, Scott Rosenberg, who just opened up Il Figlio and Oteca over here at the Main Street, uh, what is it, Main Street?
1: Main Street Plaza. Main Street Plaza, (laughs) right,
0: right, right. We're on Main Street here at Main Street Plaza, and uh, Scott. It's so good to talk to you, man. How are you? Uh,
1: I am so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. The <laughs> feeling course. is very mutual, my friend.
0: <laughs> of course. It's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. I know we've wanted to do this for a little while, and, you know, last year was pretty crazy, and I got to see you a little bit last year during the the takeout frenzy and everything like that. So it's so awesome to see you here in your new place. Fishkill's awesome. So many great places, and just another one, you know, popping up with Il Figlio and Oteca is, is just tremendous. So, uh, you know, on that note, and one place I like to start with my guests is, you know, on a personal level, how did you get by the pandemic? What was COVID-19 like for you? Not even on a business standpoint, but just, you know, your overall, you know, your men- mental health, everything. It's been crazy. I like to get people's perspectives. So how did you get by?
1: Well, you know, like everybody, it was definitely a journey and my journey was really interesting. So uh, I ended up closing a restaurant right at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, worrying about an entire staff of employees and guiding them as to where we were going to be going when I had full intentions on opening up a new restaurant. So talk about bad timing. I signed a, a lease on my new restaurant one month before the pandemic hit and then I uh, got tied up in uh, local village of Fishkill blah 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 for months and months that delayed uh, the beginning of construction all while trying to Kind of keep your staff in the loop and, and and move in a positive direction. So I got some time to take for myself, but it was very stressful because you know I'm a guy that's now on unemployment, like a lot of us were for the first time in our lives. And you're hemorrhaging money because you're spending it all to build this restaurant. But in retrospect, whoever that may be above me, it was real uh, fortuitous with the timing. The journey was really, really rough. The construction time during a pandemic with supply chain issues and cost of things and things being delayed like in anything, it just kept on becoming more and more stressful. And we were like, well, when is this restaurant going to ever open? And in hindsight, it was the best mistake that ever happened because opening this restaurant any sooner would have been a real disaster. So we finally opened at the end of January. We said, you know what? you got to get the doors open. Construction, if there was a uh, fired hoop to jump through, well, I found all of them. Uh, (laughs) The village of Fishkill uh, building inspector said I was the most unlucky building uh, business owner he'd ever met in his whole life here. (laughs) Despite all that, here we are. Yeah. I got a beautiful restaurant. It's gorgeous. I'm super, super, super grateful. My clientele base, they came a quarter mile down the street. And they were ready to go out to dinner. And here we are, six months later, almost seven months now, and Il Filio just took off. And uh, it has been uh, quite a, a roller coaster, but a good one.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And like you, know, like you were saying, it's absolutely beautiful. This restaurant is, is just, it's amazing. Uh, and I can't wait to get into the, the construction and the architecture and, and the design and everything, because it really is something to, to come here. Uh, and, and, and check it out. I hope everyone gets over here and checks it out for sure. So definitely for those who maybe don't know, where were you before and uh, how long were you there and what was that like and what are some of the things and lessons you took from there and brought here? To yeah, figure? so
1: I had Il Bariloto down the street, which everyone knew me from. We had been there for uh, 19 years, almost 20 years. Wow! Uh, it was a restaurant that I worked at from a very young age and not that young anymore. And, um, you know, I kind of established myself in the, the Fishkill area and in Dutchess County at that restaurant. So everyone kind of associated the restaurant with me and my bartender. And so when Il, Il Bariloto closed, people really felt detached. They were like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. You know, where is everybody? Me too. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, it was hard because how do you get the word out? You know, social media only does so much. Right. But, you know, Il Filio, it means the sun. And really, Il Filio is an extension of Il Bariloto. The son grew up, moved down the street, and now he's got new digs. And that's really where it came from. And so that's awesome. we really pay a lot of homage to like those 19 years at Il Bariloto. Uh, it's not a time or a place that I'm going to re- erase. I love that time. It, it built me as a restaurant guy, and and you know made me confident enough to go out on my own and move down here and create Il Filio.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and, and when I met you a few, uh, few years ago and came over to Il Bariloto, you know, it was just a great time, great ambiance, great place. Um, and I can tell that, you know, you, you took that vision and you just amped it up to a whole nother level.
1: Yeah, we kind of put some steroids on it here. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. um a far <laughs> cry from Il Bariloto. But exactly. Il Filio, the whole mission of it was to satisfy a lot of things that Il Bariloto could never do. And there was just some things that were really, really, really important to make sure that they were going to happen uh, uh, moving forward with the building of the restaurant. You know, you had to have better parking. We needed a bigger place. We needed some breathing room. And we kind of satisfied all those, uh, you know, things that just weren't able to uh, to, to, to make happen at Ilbari Loto So here, you know, you have room for private events. We have the biggest parking lot in all of Fishkill. We've got a gigantic bar. And I have basically two floors, uh, the main floor and our mezzanine, that just make this whole experience, you know, not a lateral move coming from Il Bariloto. It's a whole different experience.
0: Got it. It definitely is. Definitely yeah. is. And uh, of course, shout out to my girlfriend. That's the reason why we met, because she worked for you for a while, and uh, that's and, right. Yeah. So. Someone very near and dear to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like you said, you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, Il Bariloto, 19 years, and I'm sure before that a lot of other things, but. From the beginning, where did this sort of passion for food in the industry start? In my
1: kitchen at my house with my mom. Nice. My mom was a very good cook, and I was a kid that watched a lot of Discovery Channel great <laughs> chefs. Gotcha. So I would recreate this stuff in my kitchen as a young kid, and I knew I wanted to go to cooking school. So I got into the CIA. I went to school, thought I was going to become a chef for the rest of my life, found out that I need that I, I need to see that visual of people's faces and being happy. It that is what I was missing by hiding in a kitchen. Right. So I started to work my way out into the dining room and I found it just so much more rewarding. You know, I was able to interact, socialize with the guests, get a feel for what was going on, and really, you know, use kind of like my social talents to, you know, work the dining room. And I found my calling, so to say. I never wanted to leave the kitchen, so having my hand as part of a restaurant where you're involved in what's going on in the kitchen and then what's also going on in the dining room was always very important to me. And that's why I'm loving being here at Ophelio because... I kind of oversee both. You just kind of, you're like a
0: ghost. You just yeah, kind yeah, of. Float yeah. Early in,
1: just, in the morning, you'll, you'll just, find me here in the kitchen <laughs> in like a pair of shorts and my sneakers, like uh, making stuff in the back and getting it ready for the guys in the kitchen. That's awesome. And then I'll go home and change and, you know, throw on a pair of uh, pants and a dress shirt. Yeah.
0: You're a true restaurateur and chef. Oh, well, you know, business owners, CEO, the yeah, whole <laughs> you got to be able to
1: plunge toilets, <laughs> fix things and the cook, plumber, you know? the electrician. Yeah. you know, so. <laughs> The
0: construction worker. Yeah. Scott you know, Rosenberg. Yeah. (laughs) that's it. Not a good
1: construction worker, but mediocre one at best. Yeah. Gotcha. And then of course
0: you went to, um, the, uh, the culinary Institute, right? Yep. And and how was your time there?
1: It was good. You know, I learned the basics of cooking and, uh, that's about it. You know, what else can I say about going to the culinary? Yeah. A lot of my guests have have gone. The real, the, the, the real life experience is what is most important. Yeah. And the years that followed after that is I think, The real building years, you know. We can teach you how to make a tomato sauce, but you know, do it in real life and apply it to a restaurant. That's real life experience, you know. Right. Yeah. And where are you from? Are you from this area? Originally from New York. My parents are both from Long Island. I grew up in Rochester and then immediately moved to the Midwest. Yeah, the rocha cha. -cha. Moved to (laughs) Minneapolis. Uh, I grew up in Minneapolis in the suburbs of Minnesota. Uh, we, we lived in Chicago for oh, a couple that's right. years. Minnesota. Yeah. You spent
0: time in Minnesota, that's and we, right.
1: And then, and then we moved right back. So I'm a, a native New Yorker with a little bit of a Minnesota accent. Yeah. Yeah. I came back out here for school when I was 18, and I never left. I love New York, you know? Nice. I love it.
0: What are some uh, memories that you remember from Minnesota, from, from anywhere, from bouncing all over?
1: Oh, I have I have great memories of Minnesota. None of them involve food. <laughs> but, uh, That's fine. You know, like good family memories. <laughs> nice. uh, the, the food memories come from being out here on the East Coast. Yeah, right. Know? We got yeah. some great food out here. Yeah. Yeah. What
0: are some things you like to cook with your mom? Was it sort of just a little bit of everything? Or were there some favorites? I'm sorry? What were, what were some of the things you like to cook with your mom? Were there some favorites, some things Oh, that... like,
1: you know, my mom was a good cook, but she was also really good at making reservations. So, like, <laughs> she her cooking memories of with me involved, like, holidays. Gotcha. Like, the things, like, when rack of lamb would only come out at Christmas. Yeah. Because it was so expensive, we would never get it during the week. Right. She had, like, a repertoire of things that she would make, and that was it. Pork tenderloin on a grill... Burgers that were super thick, that were raw in the middle, and you know they were like, they were like hockey pucks. But uh, she liked it. The, the the burger really, really medium rare to rare, and no one else did. So you would sit there and we'd eat them, like and the, you know put half of it in the garbage. You know, my mom was the master of like the Stouffer's spinach souffle and ah, the corn souffle, nice. like as like your vegetable for the night. Right. So it was like kind of like a semi homemade uh, moment. That's awesome. But yeah. So I mean. <laughs> Was good. Some some good times. Nice. Yeah.
0: And before Il Bariloto, way way back, you know, what are some places you worked at? I'm sh- I'm sure you you've probably done everything. Bus. Uh, well, you know, yeah, weight, I mean, everything.
1: You know, I, so. I went to the city. I said I got to do this. And oh yeah, I so Went right went. to the top. I went to go work for Danielle Baloud at Cafe Baloud. I was assistant GM there. I had oh. a great time working there. But life sometimes hands you opportunities, and you got to take them. When those opportunities come, they're not always at the right time. So I kind of, I prematurely left New York City. My left foot was there, and my right foot came back up to the Hudson Valley, and that's when I went into business for myself, being a business partner at El Loto. and it was a great opportunity. And although, like, I really missed being in New York City, I knew that I would once return. So I came up here, and the gamble really, really paid off. Uh, you know. If I hadn't done that, I don't know if I would have been in business for myself ever again. Looking back, I see that I've spent many, many a time, you know, um, in my relationships. Sometimes they were in New York City, so I spent my time kind of going back and forth. In my relationship now, you know, I spend a lot of time in New York City. So it's a great balance. And that balance is good for work, and that balance is good for your brain, too, and your mind in general. Plus, how nice is the Hudson Valley? Well, yeah, I mean, the Hudson Valley is amazing, right? You know, (laughs) it's... The Hudson Valley just rocks. I mean, yeah. it's where everybody wants to be right now. Yeah. We got hiking, outdoors, amazing farms, good restaurants, and you're close to everything. The br- And the breweries. Yeah. The distilleries. Oh, no. You're a beer guy. All the that brewer- stuff. Yeah. It's it's amazing. The and wine. it's getting better better every year. Yeah. And you know what? If you want to go put your foot into uh, New York City, you drive down and in an hour and 20 minutes, or you're take there. take the train. Yeah. You take the train. Even better. You can drink. Tons of
0: people take the train to come up here. Um, you know, my girlfriend lives in Beacon and I've, I've spent a lot of time in Beacon. And, uh, honestly, I think what's really funny is that a lot of my guests, when they come on the podcast, usually our conversation somehow gets to how awesome this area of New York is.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I'm so happy being here and that's why I put the restaurant here. I didn't want to start over and recreate a new clientele base. I was like, I love Fishkill. I need to be in Fishkill, and that's why. And you live, you're, this, and you live like live right a body. mile from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to be here. This is where my customer base is. I don't want them driving forty-five minutes to come see me. I'm sure I'm a very nice guy, but they're not coming forty-five minutes somewhere else in another direction to see me. You know. So keep it in the same place. I spent almost twenty years kind of procuring that. That that's priceless. It's you can't put a price on it. So yeah. I love Fishkill. I love being here. And and speaking of staying in Fishkill,
0: Il Berloto was not even a stone's throw from here. So yeah. you were able to be super close to where you were before, which I'm sure was super helpful to, uh, you know, your regulars and, and your clientele that you I had. Oh, yeah,
1: because they found me right away.
0: Yeah. So. And so how did you get – so I guess my question is how did you get that lucky – to find this space. Was it empty for a while? Did oh, it just happen by this chance? space was not
1: for rent. Gotcha. L- like everything in life, certain things happen and they're and fortuitous they just, and they just fall into place. Gotcha. This had no for rent sign. It wasn't for rent. I called the guys. Wow. I did research on who was going to rent it. And I was like going to try and convince them not to. Right. And then guess what? Magically it appeared for rent and I got a phone call and then the next set of problems started. Well, it's a beautiful spot. I have a great vision for it. It doesn't have electricity in there. It doesn't have plumbing. It doesn't have air conditioning. It doesn't have anything. The only thing it has, right, is, a, is is a concrete floor. That's it. So we had to put in the work, and that's where I was not an expert. Oh, so
0: it was just an em- it was just a wide this open. It Used empty to be
1: sp- an old Grand Union from a million years no ago. No way, yeah. really. So what you wow. saw on the concrete floor were wires sticking out of there where the cash registers were at wow. the very end. Wow. So. Great That's space. history it's right It's a there. raw <laughs> space, exactly. But I come in here with a set of uh, blueprints thinking I'm going to build a restaurant. I have friends that come up from the city. They're contractors. The brother and, the, him and his brother look at me and they go, Scott, you're way over your fucking head. You are over your head. You're stepping into something you're not going to be able to, to control or understand. This is way beyond your scope. With that being said, the next problem arose... How am I going to do this? Thinking I'm going to be the GC and I got a couple guys that's gonna, that are going to help me. So when things fall into place, they fall into place. Just by chance, someone, a carpenter, says, you got to go call this guy. His name is Ford. I go, whose name is Ford? Right. Like, who... Who, who are you talking about? Right. So I go on to his... It's like code and, word. Now. Yeah. I was like, I go what everybody does. I go on to his Instagram page. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's got an Instagram. I go, I go all right, well, I'm not going to be able to afford this guy, but let's chat. <laughs> so, you know, this guy's doing projects in New York City. He's opened up 38 restaurants all over the country, including a couple in London. This guy oh. does... Uh, he's legit. You know Yeah. He does some beautiful renovations in the Hamptons. And uh, apparently he's... Got a weekend home in Millbrook. So he meets me on a Sunday. We we have a three-hour conversation on a picnic table in an empty restaurant here with nothing. He immediately sized me up in about 10 seconds and said, this guy needs a lot of help. Yeah. So he put together a proposal for me, and I was really nervous because for him, it may not have been the biggest job he's ever done, but yeah. to me... I was this about to invest a lot of this money in something. Yeah, there's no plan B for Scotty.
0: Right, yeah, no. this
1: is it. I emptied out the retirement portfolio, oh, shit. I borrowed, begged, everything I had to do. Sure. And that connection with Ford was the best blessing ever. So Ford came in and took my vision and single-handedly made the vision not only a reality, but functional because the guy is an architect, number one, and number two, a restaurant guy. Right. So he knows, okay, you want to do it this way, all right, but we gotta make this functional. Right. So little by little, and he was here every single day. This guy would walk in with his monster MacBook, set up this huge screen, his terminal. We would sit on a picnic table upstairs, he'd plug in. And he was here on site every day to talk with the GC, talk with all the construction people, and walk them through every single detail.
0: He's no joke.
1: No, no, no. This is this is this. He's the Michael notebook. Jordan of. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he came in. Restaurant. Yeah, he came in to save the day. So, Ford. Looking back, looking back, you know, if I hadn't bumped into Ford that day on a Sunday, I don't know if this restaurant would have a opened. B would have ever looked like this. And now you look around. And your eyes just have like overload of senses. There's so much to take in here. Textures, sounds, lighting, all this stuff. And every day I walk in here and it takes my breath away. So that's part one. Awesome. Part number two is, okay, you got the most beautiful restaurant now. You don't want to be just a pretty restaurant. You got to back it up with good food. Of course. So of course. that was the next challenge. So the first month that we were open, nobody saw me nobody saw me cuz i was in the kitchen making sure that everything was consistently good. and so after we got through month number 1 and my team here who are just amazing, these guys, they're just so so integral to what i do. right. um you know, it is truly a team and we rock this out now. yeah. and and you know what? people are just so and all of this combined with the timing of okay, I've been cooking for the last year. I've done three meals a day. I'm working from home. I'm sick of it. I need someone to make me a good cocktail and I need to go out to dinner." That sentiment, when everything opened back up, we just let the floodgates open and we were here with open arms to welcome you. And it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when I walked through the door, I was greeted. It was amazing. I think like three or four people came over <laughs> before you did to ask me your if VIP. I need before I, you know if, they Your They saw your picture
1: I... before you came in. Yeah. <laughs> To see
0: if I needed anything yeah. and uh no, it was awesome. I, I immediately felt like family when I come in and that's big for me. I mean, um, you know, I like going to places where when you walk in you feel like you feel like you're at your house or your uh, friend's house or
1: No, absolutely. Whatever. Listen, we're carrying the same service sentiment that we had at Bariloto. We're yeah. building like a personal relationship each time. You know, this is not uh very transactional. Yeah. You know, we still keep that kind of intimate feeling, that personal feeling that we have with all of our regulars, and that retention of our regulars, we still keep. You know, yep. we see people on a regular basis, whether they're three times a week, once a week, once every other week, once a month. They're coming back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Some food just came out behind us. Looks incredible. You're hungry. <laughs> Looks incredible. Getting very hungry. But yeah, definitely talk to me more about the design of this space. So how you came on? Because there's a mezzanine above us. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know. Like, it's who, amazing. Who the hell?
1: This, was in, so this is stuff
0: you see in, like, New York City.
1: Yes, yes. The whole idea was we need to literally transport you and come here and say, holy crap, I'm not in Fishkill. Yeah. I can't believe I'm, I'm in Fishkill. It doesn't feel like I'm no, in Fishkill. No, fish no, kiln. The whole idea was you come in through this glass cube. You don't really know what's going on. And immediately you walk through it from the host podium and it just, whoosh, your eyes go, wow, holy shit. Yeah. The mezzanine was big, and so is the angle of the mezzanine. So you look over the entire dining room when you're up there. There are different feels depending on where you are in the restaurant. Downstairs, it has more of a bistro feel. Upstairs, is a little more clubby, a little bit more romantic. The bar has its own kind of feeling here. And Whichever area you're in, there's the essence of really important lighting, great textures of like material, whether it be the tile, and even the bathrooms are fun. They throw you for a total loop because, uh, uh, A, you can never find them. And, B, once you get in them, you're like, where am I? You know? <laughs> right. So it's really fun. Yeah.
0: Hey, there's Tony. Yeah. And then you come see Tony, the great bartender That's over right, here, the legend At El Siglio, pouring me a nice Manhattan. A nice looks Manhattan. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so. It's so funny. Right as you were talking about uh, just, you know, your reaction when you come through the front door, a gentleman came through the front door, immediately looked up and went, Whoa. I saw I, I saw his body language and, and yeah. It's just it's so yeah. You, you know you really captured
1: that. Well, um, you know, <laughs> I learned there's there's an education that happens in here. Right. And the education was through Ford. Sometimes you gotta spend some money. Right. You know? And there are things in here that I would never even buy for my own house. <laughs> but we we get down to not only material of goods, but paint colors, things like that. The most important thing here is that you are relaxed when you come into this restaurant it we we let the day and the stress of your day behind you you get a cocktail and uh you just ease into the evening and just relax oh that manhattan is fine right
0: oh my gosh Mm. oh yeah oh my gosh it's absolutely amazing so. so what was the construction like, the process? It was a disaster, man. Watching it man. come together. It
1: was a, de- a disaster. I'm sure there were delays. because the guys weren't good. Or... Yeah, there's delays left, right, and center. And I had the best team. You want to know why I had the best team? Because everybody that worked on the project were customers from my prior restaurant. And you know what they wanted? They wanted the restaurant to open so they could come with their wives and come in for dinner. They're like, when are we going to reopen? So they had a real hard push because there was like a personal relationship going on. And it, it made it very, very special, you know, to work with those guys and have them work hard for me. It was awesome, you know.
0: And you weren't, were you impacted by, I think this is something that's relatively new, but you weren't impacted by any like supply shortages and material shortages. We at the shortages. beginning of that. Okay, yeah.
1: There was. Because I can already, only imagine
0: what dealing with that would be yeah. like.
1: Uh, like I said, things fall into place at certain times for a reason. If I was to build this restaurant now, there would have been absolutely no way I would have been able to afford the cost of goods. Now, not only the cost of goods, but with the delay in the, the goods, we would be here forever building this restaurant. So I felt it in the labor, um, uh, not, not so much the labor part of me, but, um, the lumber, you know, wood, things like that stuff, stuff that just normally would have been X amount of dollars. It was, it was up, you know, but what are you going to do? not open a restaurant so you just do it yeah
0: yeah and it feels really nice in here from like a climate aspect and i know you had to put in a new hvac system or i don't know if you had to but you did this this is
1: uh this is big time man yeah there's like there's four seven ton units on my roof here you know and when you build a restaurant I saw them getting craned cuz yeah, I, I was following
0: yeah. or you know along with the building process on Instagram so
1: when you <laughs> haven't built a restaurant in 20 years <laughs> there's a lot of technology that went into this you yeah. know my prior restaurant we didn't even take reservations so now I have a reservation system that's all online we have brand new computer systems for the servers i have security cameras eight, uh, te- air, air conditioning and heating that all run from my cell phone I'm not a young tech guy. That's all new for me, too. You know, so um, but another thing is, is these were all really important because moving down a quarter of a mile down the road was not about just opening up a restaurant. And I think a lot of my customers that know me personally also have recognized this. It was an opportunity for me to kind of make a big change in my life. Those who knew me from the prior restaurant knew that I was there all the time. In the restaurant business, we live at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. But at that restaurant, I truly live there. Oh, yeah. So I needed to find that happy balance where let's work really hard. Let's get this restaurant running. But let's get this restaurant running successfully so you can have some type of work-life balance. Because if you don't do this for yourself now, you're just going to be a slave to the restaurant. And you will die alone, by yourself, With a couple bucks in your pocket and nothing else to show. Yeah. You know, nobody's getting younger. And guess what? I don't need anything in life. I just want some life experiences. I want to share it with somebody, you know, have some fun outside of the restaurant. Otherwise, why are we working so hard, you know? Today, everybody works way too hard.
0: Very hard. And I love to work. Yeah.
1: But I need to have time for myself outside of the restaurant. And so moving down the street to El Filio is a personal goal. Still working on it, but it's getting there. And it's uh, it's been good.
0: Yeah. And you don't want to end up on like bar rescue or kitchen nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: Um, so definitely talk to me about those mirrors.
1: <laughs> everybody asks about the mirrors in the restaurant. What's so that? Everybody asks about the yeah, mirrors. Yeah. They're okay. so cool. So tell you a little story about they're, the mirrors. Are, they're imported, right? No. No? Okay. So... I knew I wanted these angular mirrors in the restaurant. Oh you so, so you knew you wanted Yeah, because okay. I had this huge wall and we needed to fill them with something. So gotcha. those angular mirrors were gonna be very important. So those two guys that came up to from out the city, my friends, and I explained to them the mirrors. Right. They go, A, you're way over your head, Scott. And B, these mirrors will single handedly be the most challenging thing of your whole construction process. And I go What hanging them? No, no, no. Just the whole thing. He says you're, you're not going to just buy a mirror like that. He goes, you're going to have to have them constructed. And he goes, you don't understand this. And I'm going, this guy's an asshole. Why is he telling me this? I was like, we're just going to hang a mirror and put it at an angle. And it's going to be fine. Like, we're going to make it. It'll be cool. So he was right, and I ate my words. Those mirrors are actually antique glass that are cut in a mosaic pattern and then glued onto oh. a triangular wedge. Oh, they are. The wedge Got then mounted on the wall in a French cleat. This took like three guys a period of two weeks to do this. Then, once they were mounted, we used a product called Polyform to frame them out. The Polyform is so light, I could hold it like it's like balsam wood. So these are like made from scratch? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, those oh. frames look like they weigh I thought weigh you 1, bought them pounds. and they were just carried through no, the door. Nope, we mounted them. Oh, and my then then we, we painted them and then Ford on a genie jack went and gilded them with gold. Yeah. So wow. These This was like a four-man project over three weeks. Wow. But you know what? They're so cool. They and you know are, mate. Not only are they pretty, but the whole point of the angle that they're at, the seven-degree angle, is so when I'm anywhere in the restaurant, I can look at that mirror and see what's going on at a guest table. So they serve a purpose.
0: That's cool. But yeah, they're everybody so talks cool. about the mirrors.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool.
0: They're yeah. so cool. I... You know, everything here. I haven't been to every restaurant in the world, but I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love, and I'm, and I'm glad I asked because I figured you just bought them and they were carried yeah, through the front door. Yeah, thousand bucks each, you but, brought them
1: through or whatever. But yeah. yeah. No, no, no. This was wow. a big project. and uh, That's so cool. You know, they serve, like everything in this restaurant, it serves a purpose. Right. Know, it's functional.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and what was it like with the mezzanine, putting that together? Was that...
1: Well... All I know is... Uh, Did you always want them? Was that always kind of a, a plan? So I started out with a set of architects that helped get the base for me. Gotcha. Amazing couple. Married couple. They're local. And they were a longtime uh, customer of the restaurant as well. Okay. And they helped me get this original idea, which was, okay, we got this big space, but how do we make it more functional? Because I need more room. Right. So they got the idea of this mezzanine to give vertical space. And we took enrolled with it. Not a That's bad idea. That's when Ford came in, which was more focused on the interior, and we kind of refined it. Yeah. So it was really a two-part harmony. But this mezzanine, it was integral. Now putting it in, disaster. Not because of the people that were putting it in. The guys were pros. I I had a delay in my building permit. I had I had been shut down with the prior week, and then these uh, steel guys were going to go to another job. I put garbage bags up on the front of the windows. I sealed everything up. I stood watch at the front. I made everybody park in the back. We put together a mezzanine and built with the steel and and did everything over the course of three days. And I didn't even have a building permit. I was scared out of my life that I was going to get shut down. But you know what? You just got to push through. I mean, I'm not saying that what I did was right, but this would have taken till 2023 if i hadn't like you know little little fire behind everybody's ass so you know it was my money you know yeah and and the, and the lack of making any money that's <laughs> that's what that's what hurts
0: and the floor talking about the terrazzo you know, yeah so and then you got a the lot wood, of things going and on then, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so
1: we wanted to separate the bar from the dining room so the dining room is all hardwood upstairs and downstairs but we had this terrazzo tile put in by the most amazing tile guys uh, you know, they, they were just pure artisans at what they do. So this, this tile actually wasn't really hot to trot on right away. And Ford was like, I think you should trust me. And so he brought in a bigger sample of it. And I was like, you know what? As per usual, Ford, you're always right. So there was a lot of things that he says, I think you need to trust me on this one. And you know what? He was right. Cause he's a pro.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so. a great, it's a, it's a beautiful floor. Yeah, and the the colors, uh, what kind of blue is that? Is it like a?
1: I can't give away my secrets. <laughs> it's like a, it's not like a turquoise. No, it's not turquoise. It's kind of like, like a, it's a, like almost like a, a lot of historical color blue. I'm just a big Very blue soft. guy. Yeah. I like blue. Blue is like yeah. one of my favorite
0: colors. And the bar the, is really cool. It gave me sort of like a um, bar from The Shining vibe. Now, obviously, not the same color, but like I like the lights with the.
1: Yeah, the bar it, has a exactly. lot of textures going on. We have yeah. this huge, like, 33-foot quartz bar that goes wide, and it's super deep, so you feel like you're in your own little world. Yeah. And I got these tiles behind the bar that everybody talks about. Yeah. These are from a company out in California by a bunch of hippies that they hand-make all the tiles. They're terracotta tiles, and oh. these were um, done in a kiln, and they screwed them up, so then they had to redo them. So getting right. in here, once again, supply chain issues, They they were sitting on the... Uh, you know in a at newark airport on a skid for forever until right. we got them up here right once we got them up here they're beautiful the tile guys hated me but you know <laughs> it is what it is it's so stunning right 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 yeah. so that's cool yeah. And there's a story behind every material in the
0: restaurant. yeah i mean the lights the lighting is really cool the the light that comes down um over the uh on, over on the, side the, of the uh, wall by the, by the yeah right over here oh, where yeah, the host my table host is podium,
1: my ufo light yeah, yeah that's my that's, George that's cool
0: but the, these lights are really cool um really cool like little chandelier there there's there's Which a lot awesome. there's
1: like a hodgepodge of things going on yeah but they all serve a function yeah like i didn't know i would need 15 drum lights in the center of my dining room i was like i don't really care for them what am i going to need them for he goes your dining room is going to be dark without them and you know what once again ford was right yeah and here we are the lighting beautiful great. ralph Lauren drum lights with that are wrapped in leather and brass, they're, they're, they're stunning, you know?
0: Yeah. No, the lighting in here is, is perfect. Yeah. Like, absolutely perfect.
1: You know, um, you're going to serve pretty food. You're going to serve a pretty cocktail. <laughs> you need to have a pretty place. Exactly. You know?
0: Exactly. So how have things been? When did you open and how have things been?
1: We opened January 27th. I was literally, uh, I had to, like, get a doctor to prescribe me sleeping pills because I was so nervous every night. Having anxiety about if anybody was going to come out to dinner. And guess what? We got through the whole 50% uh, occupancy thing. We got, you know, uh, the spacing of the tables. We played by the rules. We did whatever we could because we needed to make sure that our customers, as their first experience here, were feeling comfortable. Then we got to 100% and the floodgates opened. We put tables outside. And, man, it has been a blessing. We have just been so incredibly thankful our, our servers go home every night. Our kitchen staff goes home every night knowing that, you know what, tomorrow we'll come in and business is great for us. But it wasn't without its share of heartache, pain, and a lot of work. Customer retention is super important to us, you know. If you come in here... And this place isn't cheap, and I'm the first one to recognize that. There's a lot of other places you can go and get a dinner for 13.95. You know, instead of coming here. But the experience is more paramount here. Mm. Giving that whole experience consistently every single time is what keeps us so busy all the time. And it's very, very important.
0: I, you know, I wasn't surprised when this place just took off and wasn't surprised with how gorgeous it was going to look when I found out that you were, you were you. doing your own thing because, you know, you're the true definition of you know, hard work, blood, sweat, and tears—it pays off. And it's just being a friend of yours the last, you know, three, four, five years. However, it's been—it's just been so cool to watch, sort of like the the evolution, and, and just like you, just like just taking off. And just you know, it's like it's like a graph, and you're just you're just continuing you. to go up, and it's so cool. And, and, and it, it's so interesting. And it's so, and, it, and, and it's so nice to be able to chat with you now considering what happened last year and when you were doing the on the fly takeout and everything like that, just to go from that to this. And, and it feels like it happened like that. It like, did. It happened so, in an instant. Yeah. You know,
1: so. it's interesting seeing an outsider's perspective on that from like a, a friend like you. A lot of people say that and a lot of people will go, are you just reveling in the success? And I go, no, no, you're stressed because you know what? It's one thing to get the train moving. Mm-hmm. And now the train is moving fast. It's one thing to keep the, it going. To keep it going and making sure it stays on the tracks. Yeah. And so that's what makes maybe keeps me up at, at night, and the things that I think about. And uh, you know, it's not about just keeping it on the tracks. You know, I am single-handedly responsible for the well-being of every employee in this restaurant. I so, want them to do well. It's pressure, I want them to yeah. Feel comfortable coming to work, and I want them to succeed financially. Yeah. So. You know, there's a simple math equation and it's called what's good for me is good for you. So if I'm doing great, so are you. And if I'm doing really horrible, most likely your paycheck is going to be horrible as well. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's grow together, you know, and uh, my staff knows that. um uh, It's I'm just incredibly grateful.
0: I feel like if you're a business owner or restaurant owner and you're not stressing a little, there's probably something wrong with you. That's what I would think. I mean, maybe some people are different, but I just, from all the people I've been talking to on this podcast, I mean, we're now at episode 61. You know, I would assume, you know, that most of them are stressing and at all points in time, but I think it's a good stress because when you're concerned about the people under you, I mean, I think that's, that's a good thing because it means you care and it's a, it's another level. Yeah. you know, Sometimes not that I it's to, good to stress. But I know. If you got to, it's, you know what? It's, I think you know.
1: everyone has stress in their life. I mean, oh, it, it sure. doesn't matter what you do. Oh you know, no! Imagine of course working not. from home five days a week now in the climate that we're in. Yeah. It's stressful. Oh yeah. But you know, I, I sometimes laugh and I say to myself, you know, at the core of what I'm doing, we're serving food and drink to people. Why should we be so stressed? But you know what?
0: It's true. Like
1: I said, I don't have a 401k program that's gonna that's gonna help me later on in life. This is all I have. All my eggs are in this basket, you know, this is what's going to maybe let me retire one day. So, yeah, I should be stressed and I want to preserve what's what I've worked so hard for.
0: Exactly. What do you love so much about Fishkill? Why should people come here? Why should people come to Fishkill?
1: You know, Fishkill is this like amazing uh, intersection in Dutchess County. That you can like make a day great, here because yeah. you can go to Beacon You could go to beacon and yeah. you could go hiking you could go to the walkway over the Hudson. Yeah. you have the amazing dia and beacon to see you know and beacon gets a lot of attention but it's uh, fish kill is kind of sh- overshadowed. I agree. This community is is beautiful, and I'm, I'm not the only restaurant on the block. There's no. a lot of amazing little places to eat here. Shout out Dutch's Beer Cafe. Yeah, absolutely. Love I Beer love Duchess Beer Cafe. Love <laughs> best patio in all of uh, yes. Fishkill.
0: I sent uh, my my uh, friend, the producer of my podcast, Morgan, and his family. They were in this area like a month ago, and they said to me, "I don't, you, you weren't open yet." And they said to me, "Um, you know, what's a good place to go?" And I'm like. To go. go to the Duchess Beer They're Cafe amazing. and they texted me. Thank you so much. It changed yeah. our
1: lives. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Fishkill isn't going to succeed unless everyone succeeds together. Oh, of course. You know? Of course. So I, I, I it's love a big community. Here. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's all love. And, and you're, you're big into <laughs> that too. So oh, yeah. and I appreciate that. Oh um, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Definitely. I hope people come out here. You know, I, I tell people all the time on the podcast with guests or just with my, you know, with my friends in general, you know, I always tell them, you want to go somewhere for a day trip? nowhere better than Fishkill, you know you can do a bunch of stuff here you can go over to beacon you can do a bunch of stuff there uh you know the hudson valley is great and there's a lot of great places up here you know and my you know obviously i love connecticut and that you know that's where i live and i i support a bunch of people over there but the hudson valley is just so great and i'm sure most people know that but you know i always like to to spread the love
1: in a time where maybe you're not getting on an airplane to travel it's fun to stay kind of somewhat local that's somewhere new check out some things, make a day out of it. You can only
0: go to Lake George so many times. I know this is true. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love Lake George. That's a (laughs) shot. I know some people are going to be mad, but Lake George is great. But like I'm saying, you know, there's only so many times you can go. But, um, you know, a few more things before we wrap up. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is great. I'm so glad we got to catch up. You know, like I was saying, you know, you were doing the takeout and everything. How was that? You know, doing the takeout during COVID.
1: It was good. And we brought that concept over here when we were like finishing up construction. Um, give people and, a little
0: taste before. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: It's yeah. always like a little sizzle before you open up and, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and, and we still offer a takeout program, not in the same fashion that we did at the beginning. Um, but you know, it's just a friendly reminder that not everybody's ready to go out to a restaurant yet and eat inside and we totally get that. And so we want you to have the Il Filio experience, whether you want to come in, whether you want to have takeout, whether you want to sit outside at a table whatever you're most comfortable with, you know, right. that's really what it's about. It would be a shame for someone not to be able to enjoy food from here because, you know, they they couldn't enjoy it in their own home or something like that.
0: Totally agree. Yeah. You know, one thing I like to ask certain guests on my podcast, especially those that are chefs or own restaurants is, you know, what are some of the best parts about the job and some, you know, what are some of the hardest parts about the job? And I'm assuming some of the best parts like we've talked about is the community and, and the vibe and you know, just being able to interact and see the smile on people's faces. But if there's some others and then what is the hardest part?
1: Some of the greatest and especially and this is like new to me at this restaurant, too, is seeing the satisfaction of especially the guys in the kitchen know what an amazing job they did. And, the, the, the you know, to, to, to explain to them what they really did, that what they're a part of, because I don't think they really understood that before. They're part of a greater good that's happening here, and it's it's a big deal. Seeing people get back into the mix after being away for so long, like the reunion of seeing people that you haven't seen in a while, coming back to eat dinner here and have drinks at the bar, and return back to kind of the time that we knew, that's almost emotional. What are some of the worst, uh, in the negative sides? With bigger space and a bigger restaurant comes bigger stressors. There are nights that I feel defeated here. If there's one customer that leaves unhappy, uh, you, didn't do, you didn't succeed. And uh, gotcha. the one thing that I've noticed is that there was this, um, kind of like this, I don't know, a, a holding pattern time where customers w- were understanding and very generous because we were just coming out of a pandemic. And um, in a matter of uh, one second, there was a certain percentage of people that just became incredibly demanding and sometimes I think that people aren't aware of the fact that maybe a restaurant is a little short-staffed because we're going through this huge problem of trying to find employees that want to work. That We're, we're, we're dealing with so many things. And I know that it doesn't affect the, the price tag of your entree. But um, you know it's hard when it, there's no way to make a customer happy. And you go home and you want to tell yourself not to wear it on your sleeve, but you do and it bothers you. And why does it bother you? Because well, thank God we actually care. Uh, And with a bigger restaurant like this, you know, there's always going to be something that maybe falls through the crack every once in a while. And um, it's human. Uh, It doesn't make it right. Uh, But those kind of things, they can eat at you a little bit as a restaurateur, especially as a new restaurateur, you know? So... Yeah. Are there really a lot of negative other things? No. I mean... I could sit here and bitch all day about stupid stuff, but that's called minutia. And if you center yourself around minutia all day long, you should just get out of the restaurant business, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and on the podcast I've been preaching, you know, give people a break. We're going through a goddamn pandemic. Like, give people a break. Yeah. Like, understand the environment and don't give people a hard time when you go out and don't get good service because you know why. Stop pretending like you don't know why. That's yeah. the one thing I hate is ignorance in people.
1: Well, you know, we are still giving an experience here. Yeah. You know, so. Exactly. You know, I, hate, I I would never want to use that, you know, oh, we're having employee issues. I'm trying to get more employees into sure. the restaurant as an excuse. People, people should know? just
0: know, though. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. A, that's the thing. Like, you know the environment. You know what's going on. Yeah. You, you see the news and everything like that. But guess what?
1: That's life, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. So. No, exactly. So. That's exactly the way uh, it goes. I, for the other 99.99% of the time. We are so incredibly lucky and so grateful. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what makes me happy. So Exactly.
0: Good. So what can people expect on the menu and sort of the fair when they come here?
1: So obviously there is a level of expectation of seeing some familiar items from Il Barri And it would have been silly for me not to pay homage to it after 19 years. So people will see a similar theme, but it's definitely not a replica. Gotcha. There's a lot of new items here. And just as it, we were at Il Barri there's definitely an Italian... Um, emphasis here, with uh, an abbreviation on some other things. A lot of thing. A lot of times, people ask. They're like, "Well, what are you, Northern or Italian?" It's like, I don't really know. You know, we are uh, a regional Italian restaurant that focuses on many different styles of Italian cooking. Gotcha. You know, um, but yeah, the the formula that I kind of worked on for 19 years down the street, I wasn't exactly about to throw it away. It worked, so. And people loved it. So we're doing it. We are just we just tweaked it a little bit.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And where can people find you? Where can people find the restaurant?
1: Oh, 992 Main Street, Village of Fishkill. You can see us on Facebook, on Instagram. And that's about it. Awesome. I'm not a TikToker and I'm not a <laughs> Snapchatter.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. So when you do get some free time, what, are, what do you like to do in your free time?
1: I, I like to not be in the restaurant, which I'm very fortunate to. Spend time with my partner. Do non-restaurant-related things. Be outside, exercise. A little beach, come on. Yeah. yeah. Just enjoy life. And you know what? You don't want to do that by yourself. I'm incredibly, incredibly lucky. And uh, you work hard, play harder. Uh, go and enjoy life. And uh, yes, obviously work is a huge priority because without work, we can't do any of the fun things. But that work-life balance, getting out of here, enjoying time at my home, enjoying time in the city, enjoying time going out to dinner, or enjoy just time sitting on my couch watching some Netflix. You know, when you do that with somebody, it's, it's amazing. It's very, very, very satisfying.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you have a beautiful restaurant.
1: Yeah, I'm and you really you just happy. lay in
0: bed and go, ah, I got a beautiful restaurant. You know, it all came together. And yeah. Things are good, and all the hard work paid off. Yeah. That's awesome. Scott, one, one thing I like to do when I wrap up with my guests... Is one thing I've been doing since season one, and I brought it to season two, and that is usually it's when you're in Connecticut, but we're not in Connecticut. So, what is some good pizza around here that maybe Pizza? People, There's are, only
1: one place to go. So, uh, actually, I take you. that back. If you're in Fishkill, you're going to eat at Pizza and Stuff, but you're going to ask them to make the pizza just a little bit more well done. It's the best pizza. Gotcha. Okay. If you're going to go outside of Fishkill- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do a shout out to Eddie's Gourmet Pizza in Newburgh. Okay. Just because that's my boy, Johnny Pizza. Gotcha. Or you go to Cosmo's on Route 300 in Newburgh for Brick Oven Pizza. Gotcha. Been there for a million years, but it is the most consistent restaurant in the Hudson Valley, and it's delicious.
0: And what are some restaurants that you like to go to in this area, New York City, wherever? What are some restaurants that are favorites where you're just like, I have to go there all Mm -hmm. the time?
1: I knew you were going to put me on the spot here. It's hard because I've been out of it for a while. Gotcha. Um... I'm taking a hard pass on this. Hard pass. Yeah, you're gonna. (laughs) We'll put it on the Facebook page or something. Gotcha. Or Instagram. My list of my top three up here, and my top three in the city. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Perfect. No worries. Well, listen, Scott, you have a beautiful restaurant here, Il Figlio Annoteca. It's awesome. Fishkill, New York, is awesome. You're awesome. I'm so proud of you. It's a beautiful space. And, uh, I'm just so glad to be here and be thank chatting you. with you. So thank you for this your time. Is awesome.
1: Thank you. Cause I know I it's really limited it.
0: and, um, I'm so glad you got through last year. Your true success We're story. here,
1: you know, it's great. Yeah. You know what? A little hard work. You got to go <laughs> through the shit to
0: get to the good stuff. <laughs> exactly. And we're getting there. So That's it. That's good. That's it. Yeah. And you know, I'm so glad we got to have this chat. So thanks, thanks brother. brother. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Have a good night. You too. Huge thanks once again to my guest on the podcast today, my man, Scott Rosenberg. What a great evening getting to catch up and chat in your beautiful new restaurant. Wishing you continued success and happiness, and I will see you again soon for another incredible meal. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback. As a reminder, you can play the podcast with the help of your smart speaker by simply saying, play the podcast Sweeten Up with Jeff Spencer. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music Morgan Luzzi, production and art director Kurt Vinci, editor and writer Nick Pasacreta. and big thanks to Devin Sapelli. My guest on the podcast next week is to be determined. We continue to schedule and record episodes of the show, and as we start heading into the fall months, season two is just getting started. I cannot wait to continue to share more fantastic guests and conversations with all of you. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe.
1: Stay healthy. Love you all. Peace.